Rapid Share Podcast with Ryan and Ice. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ice. All right. All right. Oh, you scared me, man. <laughs> I scared me. you the last time we did yeah, it, Yeah, You surprise. were like, whoa. <laughs> oh. Okay. Ooh. I guess we're going. Okay. <clears throat> well, that only took us uh, 30 minutes to set this up. That's fine. <laughs> We keep dancing around uh, software, and software keeps changing on a daily basis. Very so, true. Just a plug, a little plug here, but we use Studio One to record our podcasts. Um, and pretty much everything we do together. And yeah. I enjoy it quite a bit. But yeah, <laughs> Matt, he keeps dancing back and forth between... No, one- I haven't used Logic in a while. And I understand, like, there's certain projects he you have logic and you use it because other guys are either using it and they send you maybe a logic session or something. Yeah, but honestly, I think unless someone sends me a logic session from now on, I'm just going to record in Studio One and export the stems because it's, I hate to say it, but there there's maybe like two things in logic that I like, but you know the thing that bugs me the most about logic and I cannot figure <laughs> out why it happens and I know that it's not on my end. I know it's not user error. It's like mm-hmm. sometimes when you want to, like, let's say I have like 12, 12 <laughs> uh, drum, drum tracks, but then I want to add like a tambo track or like a shaker, oh, yeah. like okay. a shaker, right? right? I, I, you, you have like, you've selected your last track of that 12, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And so then you go up to add mono track. It mm-hmm. should put it right there, like track 13. Yeah, if you have but a track in, selected, it should be after the track. But in the mixer, in the and it'll do that like up in the up in the editor, up in the editor, it puts it there. But in the mixer window, it just puts it wherever the hell it wants to put it. It'll just plop it like right down in the middle. Yep. of your of your twelve <laughs> drum tracks, and it makes no sense. Yeah, I, I I can't figure out why it does that. It does it every time without fail. Yep. That's one of several little illo- what, illogical or yeah, illogical, which, which it should be logical because the the program is called Logic. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. but yeah, there, there are many things just like that particular one, which is exi- that little thing has existed for quite a while, and there could be like a a weird like. Uh, hot key that you hold when you add that it actually puts it in the location you want but by well, default it should work like just about every other DAW does well, when you add a track and I guess the thing that confuses me is that it's inconsistent if it's going to put it at the end in the editor mm-hmm. win- window why is the fader just wherever it wants to be in the mixer window <laughs> yeah it's completely disconnected. Yeah, they should correspond. Yes. But right. they don't. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Good. I'm good. So, <clears throat> it's been, uh, we didn't get this one out in January. No, well, that's all right. I mean, yeah. we get, but the first January one was like halfway through January already, so. That's true. That's true. Kind of, we kind of ran out of time. But here we it did. is. It's February 1st, baby. Yeah, February first, we got we we're on it. So then uh, we should be able to get a second one down. Yeah, yeah, shouldn't be too bad. Oh my god! So where we left off with the last one, we're talking about like the things, the list of things that you would like to see, kind of you 
not maybe not maybe necessarily accomplish as much as just aim for or strive for, right? Yeah, I mean, some things were like I would like to be able to do this at the end of ninety days, and others were like, yeah, maybe the end of the year, right? I can tell you that was one thing I'm kind of excited about, and I have been, I have been lifting weights pretty seriously almost every day. I think I've only missed maybe two or three days in, in the time that we've talked. But, like, I've been focusing on basically three lifts, mm-hmm. which are the things I talked about. But <clears throat> bench press, deadlift, and some sort of pull-up or chin-up. And the thing that I'm kind of stoked about is when it comes to chin-ups – um, I'm to a point to where, like, instead of jumping into them to get them started, yep. I can basically just kind of do a little tiptoe boost. Oh, okay. And get them started. And once I get all the way up, I can do the eccentric motion really slow. Oh, good. Which, you know, I've watched a lot of fitness videos and read a lot. And, like, pull-ups and things like that are, like, hard. They're hard to do without doing them. You know, you can use resistant bands as assistance and you can use like the the uh, weighted chin-up machine at the gym or whatever but none of that really mimics what it's actually like like it'll uh-huh. get you close and it can yeah. help develop those muscles right but one of the best things that i've read consistently to do is like even if you can't do the the, the first part of getting yourself up if you have a chair or whatever where you can start at the top mm-hmm and do the eccentric motion, like the, the descending part, and try and make it as slow as possible. That helps build those muscles. Huh. Kind of like if you try and do a static hold, but like not a hanging static hold, but actually like a flexed, contracted static yep. hold. So right. I can I can do that like two or three times where I can just little tiptoe boost and I pull myself up the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. And then I try and do the, the descending part as slow as possible and then after about the third time i'm pretty spent the third one your muscles are pretty baked yeah but like that's to me that's progress and i'm not trying to do that at the end of 90 days that's like if i can get three to five pull-ups unassisted by the end of the year i'll be happy (laughs) (laughs) that's all i want man Well, that's awesome. Well, it sounds like uh, it sounds like you're making some decent progress. Yeah, not too bad. That's good. Because yeah. last time it was you had a little hop, a little get up. Oh yeah, I had to like jump into it pretty hard. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, man. Um, but I talked forever on the last episode, so let's talk no. about dude. Yeah. I mean, it was all me the whole time. This is this was you. You're like, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. What can uh, I say? Uh-huh. I'm a yeah, good what, can, what can you say? Because I'm talking <laughs> the whole damn I, time. I couldn't say a thing. <laughs> <clears throat> no. Um. So, uh, I have some some similar things, right? Um. Yeah. I, the health stuff. It's been really hard, man. This winter. I, I, every winter is really difficult for me. I find that I get my I get sick really, really easily every winter. I think ever since you've known me, every winter I have something that really hits me and it like knocks knocks the air completely out of me for like at least two weeks. Yeah, 
Well, and that's that's always tough. Plus, this time of year the days are shorter. Mm-hmm. You don't if it's it's cold. You don't feel like going outside. So then, if mm-hmm. you add sickness on top of that, yeah, it can been, make it tough. That's been really hard. Like that part of it's been really hard because I <clears throat> we've been sick with just the weirdest bugs. Um, some of it's like pretty short, like maybe twenty four hours, forty eight hours. Um, this last one, the, the, everybody went through except for me, but I think I actually got it because my stomach hurt real bad. And I was talking to you about all that. Yeah. I think I actually got it. I just wasn't vomiting (laughs) every hour. Like the rest of my family was for, you know, 12 hours. Um, but, uh, but I started feeling bad yesterday again and, like today, I'm not. I, I'm better today. Like I don't have a raging headache like I did yesterday, and it was one of them weird sick headaches. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like in this area, and yep. then it kind of make you feel a little bit queasy, and you, like your the, the 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 lower part of your back starts to ache. Yeah, in oh, a yeah, weird dude. way. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's that makes me think when that kind of stuff happens makes me think um, 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 dehydration. Sure. Because I think it's something with the kidneys, maybe, or like something. Yeah. It just feels like I'm dried out or something. So, I mean, that's kind of how I was feeling last. Yeah. Well, well, two almost two weeks ago now, but yeah, yeah, that and it whole, didn't last it very long. But it five days. It was long enough. Oh, oh, I was thinking that maybe the other one that was a little. Sooner than no, yeah, I was like a, I was like straight a, pee pooping for like five yeah, that's days. Right, that's right, that's it right. was terrible. Yeah. Good well, I share. I, <laughs> I haven't had any of that happening. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, um, what I did do yesterday though, as soon as I woke up and as soon as I was like, oh, this is more than just a headache. I feel like this is sick. Like, yeah, this is a bunch of sick. <laughs> I, uh, when I was feeling like I could like consume something, I got two of those emergency packets, which are a thousand milligrams each. And I dumped them in my, uh, my, uh, uh, um, shaker bottle, my shaker bottle. Yeah. And I freaking downed 2000 milligrams of nice. And then had a 10,000, uh, international units of, Vitamin D, and then uh, I thought you were going to say that I had ten thousand calories. <laughs> I was really hungry. I was man. I was starving. <laughs> I wanted to throw up so bad. <laughs> anyway, so then I had uh, zinc. <laughs> I took a bunch of zinc. Yeah. Um, and then uh, right before I went to bed, I took some of those uh, the chewable airborne vitamin C things. Oh another, yeah, another thousand milligrams. So it's three thousand milligrams of vitamin C yesterday, Good which Lord, you dude. it's very 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 difficult to OD on vitamin sure. C because you pee m- the majority yeah. of it out that doesn't get absorbed. Yeah, and uh, but I noticed that I wasn't really peeing that much of it out um, even even this morning. And, really? Uh, yeah. But <clears throat> the one thing it will do is it will evacuate your bowels. <laughs> nice, like a, a lot of a lot a lot of it, which didn't happen, and it doesn't normally happen with me. Like I've had up to six thousand milligrams of vitamin C in a twenty-four hour period, and still didn't make me give me the runs or anything. Oh wow! But but my but my intestines are of a different 
uh, of a different pedigree than 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 yours. <laughs> I I guess, man. Good lord. Yeah, we've talked about it. Like I'm one of these guys that can like not have to number two for yeah like, I, three days. I don't know how. I mean, dude, I'm so regular; it's unbelievable. Yeah, I'll talk to you in the morning, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm on a walk," and, and I already went to the, I already got rid of part part of old me, and dude, it's usually it's I usually, gotta get back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually here's how it goes. Pretty close to first thing in the morning when I wake up. That's that's one. And then when I was running every morning after I would drop Ethan off, it would be like I would do a run for an hour and then come home and have to go again. <laughs> that's and crazy. then I would then I would walk Lloyd. And usually, I probably wouldn't do it the rest of the day. Lately, it's been since I haven't been running. It's been very weird because it's been like I'll take. I'll go first thing in the morning. I take Ethan. I come back home and get ready to walk Lloyd or lift whatever I'm doing first. Mm -hmm. But I have to do it again, like you know, half an hour after my first one. God, dude. And then and then I'm then I'm good. There would be nothing left of me. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know if it's just because my protein intake is so high or what. No, that could be. And I think one thing that's made it better. I mean, my, the fact that I'm so regular lately has been I've incorporated Greek yogurt a lot more into my day oh. as as a as a, like a protein snack. There's some and really I, good bacteria in that. I think it's just like, yeah, let's get this crap out of here. Literally, let's like literally get this crap out of here, man. Yeah. Anyway, I this, this <laughs> let's so get glad. this crap out of here. It's staying out the place. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my friends call me Jerry. Please call me Jerry. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just getting it done. <laughs> anyway, I can't believe we're talking about this. But, man, so well, let's talk about your goals. <laughs> Remind me. I got. I, wa- I have a shout-out I want to say at the end of this yeah. podcast. Okay. okay. I'll try to But I don't want to do it now because I know that okay. once I say it, we're going to go off on a tangent about that. <laughs> and I don't. Want to distract you from getting to your points? It could be fun, though. Um, well, I mean, do you, what, you want me to just say it? Yeah, let's do it. I, okay, so I want to give a shout out to uh, to a company that we both love, but I finally put some of my own money into. Oh yeah, well, that's a company called Warm Audio. You you, you invest? What you invested in Warm? Well, I mean, I bought those. I oh, bought those overheads. Oh, oh, oh. I thought I was getting excited for a second. No, no, like, no. What did you do? Yeah, I, yeah, okay, I yeah, gave him so. fifty dollars. I said, "Here, I'm investing in your company." <laughs> no, I just meant like you know, you've had a bunch of their microphones, and oh, you, yeah. you've, you gave me a bunch of stuff when I came up at Christmas to borrow, and one of them was the the four fourteen clone. Yep. But I had borrowed a pair of their WA eighty fours all last year from a buddy. And mm-hmm. fell in love with them for drum overheads. So, dude, they sound so freaking good. I finally bought my own pair, and I couldn't be happier. It's crazy when I went back to what I had been using before; those microphones sounded good. But I was like, "Wow, yeah. I forgot." Uh, yeah, I forgot that they what they sounded like because I got <laughs> so used to the the eighty fours, and the eighty fours just sounded so much better. Dude, but all that to say, like 
I, you know, you're using a warm audio mic right now. I'm using one right now. You have several. I've got another pair over there. Like, yep. They're a really great company. They're making great stuff at a really like prices that people like me can afford. Yeah. And still get amazing sounding tracks. That's the key. It's like they're really super duper budget friendly, but they're not like, it's not like you're like the comparison is that 414. If you were to buy, which you can't, because they don't. AKG I mean, you can not, find it used, but you're you going to pay like six grand for it. Yeah, so six grand versus I think that one was what six hundred bucks. Dude, I think they sell for three ninety nine. Yeah. Okay. So four hundred. Yeah. So four fifty at the most, right? And the thing is, you're not getting. Uh, what would that be? Fifty five hundred dollars less of a microphone. Yeah, I mean, like, does it sound exactly like a, 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 a late seventies? Brass capsule four fourteen probably mm-hmm. not, but can you hear five thousand dollars worth of difference? No, no. But the not other at thing, all. Honestly, man, like if I had my options, and somebody had the, one of the original four fourteens or one of the warm audios, I'd pick a warm audio over the original only because the warm audio even though it may not sound exactly the same the longevity of that microphone is going to be outlast the AKG because oh, yeah, for sure. of the PVC uh degradation with oxidiz- oxidization oxidization uh, <laughs> being oxidized god damn <laughs> anyway <laughs> the, the yeah people i don't think people understand like PVC capsules have a limited lifetime like they degrade over time because of oxygen uh causing uh, oxidation on the pvc itself and it it, it, it basically deteriorates so <laughs> buy warm audio <laughs> did i mention that i wasn't feeling well <laughs> anyway i just wanted to give a shout out man like i know it's a company, a, they make products that we're both really passionate Dude, about. I, so they make fantastic microphones. They make stellar pre's. Yeah. I'm really jealous of you, too, because you have one of the original 87s, which I'm sure sonically the new ones don't sound any different. But yours actually, that's before <coughs> they got hit with like the cease yeah. and desist. So yours right. actually looks like an 87. It does. The grill looks, it, yeah. it does. It has the form factor of original U87 from Neumann, but yeah. Neumann was not... They were not a, uh, 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 what was it that you should be if somebody copies you, you should be um, not offended, but um, flattered. Flattered, flattered, yeah. They were not flattered. They were not flattered. <laughs> you know, what is it? They said, uh, they said WTF, why the flattery? <laughs> I think Steve Jobs said it best. Uh, um, uh, what is it? The, the saying is... Um, uh, uh, imitation is the sincerest form oh. of copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. So as far as uh, back on my deal with with, <laughs> with my list of things to do, uh, being with health, uh, it's been it's been kind of a struggle because of the the weather. And honestly, man, the northern hemisphere up here sucks because. 
the sun during the wintertime just doesn't get quite as high. Like I don't think a lot of people realize this, but during the during the winter, like when the sun is it's at its lowest and, and around that time, you know, weeks around that time, like you could go outside for two hours without a shirt on if you could stand the cold and never get a sunburn. You'd right. never get a sunburn yeah. because the sun is so low that the UV rays can't make it through all the atmosphere to get to your skin. And why is that relevant? Because <clears throat> vitamin D, and they've done studies on this in between the two hemispheres there here in the U.S. And I don't remember where the line is, but it's like right there close to Nashville. And it goes up just slightly up into North Carolina, the southern part of North Carolina. Um, but they have studies that sh- show that people that live above the line chronically get more sick with like the average cold and flu and all that stuff way more than people mm-hmm. that live below the line. Interesting. Yeah, because vitamin D is a is like you can take the supplements and stuff, but it's different. Like the way it's absorbed into your skin, into your fat cells that way, your body processes that in a much different way than it does with a supplement. And with a supplement, you need like maybe vitamin K also to help with the such the the absorption or whatever the absorption yeah. rate. Sorry, I'm laughing about yeah, something what, else. What's so funny? You just I was just thinking like, well, I got a lot of fat cells, so I got a lot of vitamin D absorption. <laughs> uh, oh my god! <clears throat> so anyway, uh, so living in the northern part of the United States, it can be it can be tough. As far as that's concerned, now I've been taking lots and lots and lots of vitamin D because I'm already deficient in it in the first place. So living up here doesn't help much. But I do remember living in Nashville. Like I would get sick during the winter, but it wasn't like as bad as like when I live up here. Sure. Like now that I've moved back, like every year, it's been like kind of like I've had some gnarly stuff. Yeah. Um. But anyway, to do <clears throat> to accomplish the things I want to do, it's that's made it extremely difficult. Um, because well, when you're sick, you don't want to stress your body because it, you, you know, you don't leave it any time for repair and you just keep wearing yourself out and you need to have some strength to be able to recover from an illness. Sure. Ugh. So, well, let's talk about that. What are the things you want to accomplish? Well, uh, I want to be able to do <clears throat> 15 consecutive chin-ups. Like, that's something Ooh. that I want to get done. Um, I can do eight now, so I'm not Dang. that far off. But it's crazy just trying to get ten is insane. Yeah, you ever tried to just get one? <laughs> <laughs> so that, I want to do that. I want to do 15 consecutive. But also, I want to build up a better habit of doing cardio like but not anything too crazy just card just cardio like yeah. <clears throat> brain health cardio yeah not, yeah not any of the other like people go i i cycle and i do jumping jacks and blah 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 blah, blah. i get good sweat on and which is fine that's fine it's all good yeah yeah but for me that's not my goal my goal is to get myself to do that because it helps put my head in a, in a better space. Mental clarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot to be said for that. Now, Absolutely. another thing, because of the freaking temperatures, um, that makes it extremely tough because, like, today I can't go out and 
I could walk, but I'd have to be very careful because there's ice everywhere. That's how it is here too. I haven't, wa- I haven't walked Lloyd in three days because it rained all day Monday. Yeah. Yesterday it was super cold. Today it's super cold and icy. Right. So there's that, right? Yeah. So so that um, I also want to I want to I want to I don't know why I think it's just it's a see that's a problem it's a mental it's a mental thing it's hard it's tough for me but uh, not for me it's tough for everybody but for for this particular thing it's like um, a negative feedback loop so it's like okay let's get my head right do the walk thing and then I feel more motivated and better up to the rest of the tasks right which one of them is I want to do hundred pushups. <clears throat> A day, hundred pushups Ooh. a day, and not all don't have to be at once. I can do sure. twenty five, and then do another twenty five, and do twenty five, and you know whatever. Do yeah. twenty five night. <clears throat> I can do forty in one sitting, which is pretty good. I used to be able to do more than that, but that's where I'm at now. Um, so, but if I can just do a hundred a day and just get that going, which I've done and I've missed, I've hit and missed, you know, here and there, depending on how I feel. Yeah. I want to try to get to where I'm doing a bit more structured, like this one I'm doing, unless I really am not feeling well. Um, and then uh, some ab exercise. I hate sit-ups, hate them. Yeah. So I got to look up some other alternative thing that I could do. Maybe, maybe if I can just incorporate uh, planking in with my push-ups. Yeah, dude. Monday, when I went to Damon, pretty much all we did was abs the entire hour. All these different things like rollouts, static holds. And he has all these creative things he does. I I texted him today and I was like, dude, it hurts when I laugh. (laughs) It's it's awful. See, the static holds, I, I think, would work better for me. The reason I don't, one of the reasons I don't like the setup portion. <clears throat> it's because I, I I nearly was born with spina bifida culta, so I have ha- like half a vertebrae that's just cartilage. Yeah. So and it's in my lower back, and sitting up, I can feel things kind of just it's sure. Not, it it hurts, and it's not really like it, it moves around weird. Mm. And I'd rather not like put stress on that. So yeah. I I found that another way to do like sort of kind of a ab crunch thing. It's where I have the 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 oh you know the rope thing with the two like half yep. ball things yeah and you, you so, bend down yeah 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 and I I, yeah. I I put I I put myself in like um like a runner's stride stance sort of sure. thing yeah and then the good news is that's it's really like using and isolating like you can really tighten up just your stomach muscles yeah now I'm using the back muscles but the thing is there's nothing like the floor. Pushing right, right, yeah, back on my spine, so it's not nearly as uncomfortable, and that works pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, but I think if I can incorporate some type of static, thing, just, do, just do lying leg raises, relying, lying, lying, laying, lying leg, leg raises, where you lay just, on, you're laying on your back, <clears throat> yep, keep your legs as straight as possible. And bring them up and to where like you're getting your butt off the ground. Not yep. just not because if, if you're just flexing at the hip, you're just using your hip flexors. Mm. But if you actually get your butt off the ground to where it's like a crunch, but you're reversing the crunch. Yep. 
And then we can try and keep obviously if you bend your legs and it's a little easier because the weight isn't as far out. Yep. But try and keep your legs as straight as possible. Bring them up as far as you can. Get your butt off the ground and then lower them slowly as slow as you can. But then never let your legs touch the ground again. Oh, yeah. Initiate the lift again and do see how many because I've been doing that at home. That's one of the things that we I do with Damon all the time. Uh huh. Bro. No, those aren't mermaids. That's mermaids are similar. Well, or? I mean, kind of. When he, when we do mermaids there, he, he he's got like a big eye. Have I told you about those? I guess I didn't realize that I told you about those. You you mentioned them, but he, okay. I don't think you just. He's got like a big eye beam that you put your head against. And oh you yes. grab onto right. And yeah, that's kind of the same thing. But we, like when you're laying on the ground, then I just put my hands uh-huh. on the ground on either side of me. And then, yeah, but like yeah. not letting your legs come all the way back to the ground. Yeah. Like getting them I as close see. as possible. To right. Yeah, and then you lift them back up. Right. It's okay. hard, man. And that might be easier on your back. Yeah. And I could probably put something like soft under that part of my back. Yeah. To yeah. keep it from like, you know, hitting or hard surface or being right. pushed against a hard surface. Okay. So those would work. Um, so as far as that is concerned and, and obviously lift when I lift, when I feel like up to lifting, um, like I feel like it's more important for me to do the cardio thing for my headspace and then do the push up routine and, um, like planking kind of things and then working in the, the chin ups or the pull ups. Yeah. Um is enough. Honestly, I feel like it's enough and it's just keeping active with it and staying with it. And then when I get bored, I'll do something a little bit different. I'll do a variation or something. Sure. But I think it's just the point of <clears throat> consistency for me. Like yeah. I was able to stay super consistent and with it for like a year and a half. Like yeah. hardcore. Like you, like getting up and doing like an hour worth of whatever the thing was. Yeah. And and then do <clears throat> another 30 minutes of something else later. Um, and then on top of that, the eating right part. The only thing I was kind of missing just a little, just a wee bit was the amount of protein intake that I was getting. Yeah. Like I was getting protein. But I, w- I don't think I was getting the amount that I needed. I think I was getting about half if I was lucky. Sure. Um, so that's the other thing is I'm trying to up my protein. Um, but I'm doing it carefully because I don't want to c- cause my kidneys any trouble or, you know, have my liver have to process a bunch of crap that is right. not being utilized or <laughs> – <laughs> so I'm being careful with that. <clears throat> so next part of the thing was this project that we're working on, um, mm-hmm. which came kind of out of nowhere. And it was just an idea that I had because um, I thought it might be fun. And so. Which it has uh, been. <laughs> dude. It has been, It's been man. quite educational. It's been awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's been, it's been really good. It's been very educational. It's been it's been a workout on its own. 
Dude, okay, you know, I just saw this, but like yesterday, so on my Fitbit, my step goal for the day is 16,000 steps. Uh Uh-huh. And normally, like, if I run, well, when I was running like six, seven miles a day and walking Lloyd, I would hit that by the end of my walk with Lloyd. But Uh even on days where I walk Lloyd, if we do our three to four miles, like, that gives me about eight, 9,000 steps. So I still end up hitting 16 by the end of the day. But I just realized yesterday, I didn't walk Lloyd or run or anything. And I still hit my step goal because that's how much I was working on that song. Because oh when I play God. when I play drums, it counts that you know, it's sensing movement, so it's it counts oh, it, it starts counting the steps. I still ended up hitting like seventeen thousand steps by the end of the day. And Holy I'm sure that cow. at least half of that was because I just kept doing take after take after take of that song. I was getting so pissed, dude. <laughs> so about that project. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, tell people uh, about it. I'll try to wrap it up in a nutshell here. Um, I just got this itch to, you know, I, I kind of semi quit playing live for a little while because I got super, 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 super burnout. And it's probably the worst burnout I've ever had, honestly. I wound up selling a bunch of gear because I was burn out and I just didn't want to look at it anymore. Uh, it reminded me of things and it wasn't good. It wasn't pleasant. So it had to go. Um, so about a, two years later, <laughs> <laughs> I finally get this, like not, it's kind of an itch, I guess. Mild, mild itch. Yeah. Yeah. But we were kind of working on a couple little things here and there. You sure, and I, sure. Um, kind of like closet playing a bit and yeah. nothing too serious. And then I was like, you know, it'd be kind of maybe a neat, like I was watching what these guys, other guys are doing with these acoustic shows or whatever, like quote unquote acoustic shows. Right. It's yeah. just a watered down version of a band. Right. <laughs> right. And <clears throat> especially locally, not to say that it's bad. I'm just saying that it's not exactly an acoustic show. Right, right. <laughs> I guess right. is what I'm trying yeah, to yeah, say. Yeah, Because <clears throat> when I think of like an acoustic thing, I think of Nirvana on yeah. MTV doing that acoustic. Yeah, show. That, like the that's, MTV unplugged. Yeah, that yeah unplugged. That yeah. that that's an acoustic show. Right. You know, that's what that is. But anyway, um, so I was like, you know, one man band kind of thing coming come to mind, and I was like, you know, I for you know some of these artists I worked worked for. And have worked for. Um, they incorporated a lot of production uh, technologies, and I was in charge of the majority of it. So I was like, yeah, I know how to do all this stuff, and if I incorporate it. And my biggest thing was like, you know, I put a lot of time, I mean, just a ton of time into other people's things. And I've yeah. never really taken and put in, put in, Jesus. <laughs> I've never really taken and put much time time or effort in, into anything that I have done. Now, that's not to say that I don't know if this I'll actually follow through with pursuing this because I still have my ups and downs because I'm still kind of struggling with being burnt out still. Sure. And <clears throat> um, but uh, there are moments where I go, man, you know, not to say that sitting in with some of the, the, the folks around here isn't 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 good. It isn't, you know, it, yeah. but, 
um, there are particular disciplines that I <laughs> that I m- miss, and I, I like I understand the the idea like you know you have a regular job and you just want to go and kind of blow off some steam and play some music with your friends. I I get the idea of that. I totally do. But the but the problem I have is uh, my background. I can't enjoy it unless it's good. <laughs> right, I have a right. Very difficult time with that. And some people go, well, what what you know signifies or defines good? <laughs> well, time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time's a big one, you know. And I'm not, you know, I'm not like a crazy Nazi. It's like. Everything has to be so-so, but it would be great if, you know, everybody counts four counts evenly. Yeah, together. Together, and everyone comes in on one together. Like, those types of things are really nice when they happen. I mean, not to be a – to sound like a jerk, but that's like a very basic skill when it it comes to playing music with other people. Yeah, and I don't know what it is exactly about the mentality – it's it's a weird thing, man. It's like I don't understand the mentality behind it because some people are like, you know, kind of uh, scoff at it in a way, yeah. like like it's beneath them to want, worry about where time is exactly. Yeah, well, it's, it's just because they don't want to. People that have that attitude. It's just because they don't want to put in the. They know that it takes work. Yeah. Even a little thing to like self-evaluate and be like, oh man, my time or my feel could be better. Could be better. Yeah. But, but I don't, I, you know, I, I, I guess I'm thinking in the case of some people like I'm in my fifties, like, this is how I've done it my entire life. Uh, I don't right. want to learn. I don't want to have to change now. Right. So that yes. I think it becomes a defense mechanism of, uh-huh. well, you're just, you're just being Mr. Perfect. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's like, no, I'm just trying to figure out. Where the hell the downbeat is? I'm not that's, being perfect at all. Like that's it, that's it. <laughs> you know, here's how I compare like these local musicians to pro semi pro musicians because I would consider myself semi pro. Sure, you know, you're a pro musician. You've, I mean, I guess with, you've been with National Act and you've been doing it, and you pay <clears throat> your bills with it, and you that's your life. So you're a professional. Sure, yeah. Um, and you know what you're doing. Now, have you learned everything? No. But you can step in in practically any situation and do what's necessary and make the right choices or at least make what you believe to be the right choices to do the gig. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that can't improvise they get in that thing and they freeze. And you, I'm not saying you don't get nervous. Yeah, I know what that. you're saying. Yeah. But you can you can do the job, you know. Yes. Like whenever I send you stuff, I send you the thing, and I never give you direction. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Because I trust that what you're going to play is appropriate, and I believe what you play and you feel is what the song needs to be. You know, I you know, and I trust in that. Um, in that decision. Yeah. But there are people that need to be pointed out what to play, how to play it, when to play it, and blah, 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 blah. So this is how I've got it summed up. <clears throat> Bowling. 
Okay. All right. So the local musicians are the guys that go to the alley on Friday, Saturday nights. They rent the shoes. They grab a plastic ball. They get their beers. And they're just throwing it down the lane. Like, they don't care if the the guy that bowls semi-pro or on a league is trying to show them where to stand on what board <laughs> and what to look at down the thing. They're just there to throw a fucking ball. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's kind of yeah. how I am when I bowl because I don't have any other goals. I'm just doing right. it for fun. Yeah. For fun. That's it. Yeah. But the, but the semi-pro in the, the league or the pro guy, he's there because he wants to have – he wants to push his handicap <clears> down. Yeah, that's his, that's, his, that's his objective. He wants to yeah. be better, right? So he's concentrating. You see him walk up there and he looks down at his feet because he's making sure he's standing on the right board. And people at bowl know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Stand on the correct board, and he's trying to hit that arrow that's yep. you know twelve feet out there every time, and throw the same ball. But the guy that's there for fun is back there shooting the shit with his buddies. Got a beer in his hand, and he's eating chicken wings. Yeah. And he gets up there and grabs a ball's greasy hand, and and he throws the freaking thing. It slips out of his hand and, yeah. and lands about halfway down the the lane. Go bam! Yeah. And they're laughing. They're having a good time. It goes in the gutter, and it doesn't matter. Right. That is, to me, sums up local musicians that no longer, that, that, that not no longer, that just show up to bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just, it's more of a chance to just hang out with their buddies and play yeah. some music. But, and here's but what, the thing. Whether or not that experience ever gets any better over time doesn't matter to them. Here's the thing about that. That's fine. And there's a time and there's a place. That's why they have open bowling after <laughs> six o'clock at bowling, right. lane, bowling lanes. Because the serious bowlers are up there trying to do what they do and they're trying to be as good as they <clears throat> can be. Right. And it's repetition and practice yeah. and yeah. competing. And then after six o'clock, everybody can come in. Bring your kids, throw yeah. up the bumpers, go crazy. Yeah. You wouldn't ask one of those guys to fill in for somebody on your league. <laughs> right, right. It'd be awful. Yeah, yeah. But with musicians, you unless you're in a particular level and in a particular area, that's not the case. Like you have a band full of right, you, you know, reckless bowlers. And they're getting paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're playing league. They're playing league tournaments. Right. right. And they should, and, and they're and they're still renting the shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. So, yeah, as you can tell, I put some thought into this. Yeah, I like that analogy, though. That's good. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then the other the other thing I come up with was. When you're in a band and you're trying to, well, this goes back to time and knowing where the downbeat is and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Basic stuff that I learned in sixth grade yeah. when I started playing drums. <laughs> right. When you're in a band where no one's paying attention to what's actually going on or, or organizing anything. They're just there playing songs, right? 
And they call it practice, not rehearsal, right? Because it isn't rehearsal. Rehearsal is right. an organized, structured thing that happens with a band. Yeah. Practice is what you do by yourself. Right. You know, you shed, you work on the thing, and you you learn the material. You learn at least the form and the and the and the idea or the essence of the song that you're playing, and then you bring that to rehearsal. Yeah, I was just gonna say, practice is what you do to prepare for rehearsal, and then the yes. rehearsal is what you do to prepare for the performance. That's it. There yes. is a particular hierarchy for this stuff. Yes, and good reason. <clears throat> so some of these practices quote unquote, that I show up for are honestly practices. Like sometimes they're learning these songs for the first time they've ever heard them all together, yeah. which is a terrible way to learn anything it's because awful. it's awful. everybody wants to play yeah, and you can't really hear what's happening. And it's hard to chart if you're doing that, which right. I am, but no one else is. They're all doing right. ear and memory, which right. honestly at 50, 60 years old, your memory's not quite as good as it used to be. So yeah. the best thing you could do is write it down. Now it doesn't mean you have to use it live, but Use it as reference yeah. during rehearsal. I find the chart to be very useful in the sense that, like, yeah, do I want to be looking at it during a performance? No, but the physical act of listening to something and charting it, practicing it at home by myself mm -hmm. off of my chart a few times, and then maybe using it at the beginning of rehearsal, that whole process helps me internalize the song. Yep. Because then I'm using all my senses that I can to remember it, like I've got, I obviously have my ears, which are the most important. You just hear it, you start to internalize it, you remember. But like if you have a, a image that you can store in your brain of like the roadmap of the song. Yeah. You know, I don't have to have an actual physical copy there to look at. But if that is imprinted right. in my brain, it just helps internalize the song. Yeah, especially. Well, why, from, why would I do that if I can just show up to practice ten minutes late and be like, "What songs are we learning?" <laughs> oh yeah, can someone play that and I'll plink around on my bass or whatever and figure out. Yeah, we'll eat what up fifteen key, what, minutes. What key we're in? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you know if you were supposed to learn six songs for this rehearsal, and you, you're gonna waste you're gonna waste forty minutes as a group trying to learn one song, and absolutely, if you're, in, unless you're having a five hour rehearsal, four hour rehearsal. Right. You're not going to learn all the songs. Right. So, and I guarantee you, you're not going to learn them correctly. Yeah. So what basically ends up happening is this. It's as simple as this. You got five guys. You all say, hey, let's meet at the field at five o'clock tomorrow. They're like, okay. What are we doing? Uh, we're going to play football. Okay. Who's bringing a ball? Oh, uh, you bring a ball. Okay. But everybody got that memo. So everybody shows up with a ball. Yeah. And they're like, hey, let's not use your ball. Let's use this ball. And two of them want to go, well, let's use my ball. So the next thing you know, you got five guys on the field, three balls. Because one guy wants to use his ball, and the other guy wants to use his ball, and another guy wants to use his ball. Right. <clears throat> you're like, okay. So you're standing there, and all of a sudden, one of them takes off with his ball and starts running and throwing it in the air. And he catches it. He throws it in the air and he catches it. And next thing you know, he's 50 yards away, <laughs> playing by himself. Yeah. And the other two guys start running and they're playing monkey in the middle with the other guy. And then there's a ball that just gets lost. Like it's gone. And you next thing you know, you're looking around. Everybody's playing football. Yeah. <laughs> or no. practicing football. But nothing's happening. Like right. there's no teams. 
There's no direction on which way, what's happening as far as, am I on your team or is somebody going to be quarterback all the time or yeah, no communication. And then one guy, <laughs> one guy walk, runs over to me and goes, Hey man, come on, let's play. What? what I don't even know where to begin. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what we're playing. Right, right. He's like, oh, don't worry. Just have fun. What? By myself? <laughs> I could have done this at home. <laughs> exactly. This is not, it's not fun for me to just watch four other people stumble over a song. Right. To try and figure out, A, what we're playing and what B, what I'm supposed to be playing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that. I haven't had that experience in a long time. I have to think back to, like, high school probably of like a a band rehearsal that went like that mm-hmm. but I, it gives me like the willies to even think of it because it's just i remember thinking like it's like when you're in high school with your buddies and you, you have you want to have an original band so you like get together to like write a song but you don't really you don't know enough yet about that process to like be productive about sure. it. You know what I right. mean? Like right. yeah, everyone just kind of plays like some riff from a song they like. But you yeah. know, the guitar players play, oh, I really like this song. And the bass player's like, oh, I'm really into this band. <laughs> and then, and like <laughs> none these things don't go together. Right. And the singer's like over there, oh, I'm gonna write, I'm gonna write these lyrics. <laughs> but they don't know anything about like writing lyrics or a melody. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, man, I could have just sat at home and played drums to my favorite records because yeah, that's all this is except the the records that the guitar player and the bass player are like, I don't like, and they suck at playing their parts of those records anyway. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's terrible. It and is. like, man, I've not, I've never had that experience here in Nashville, except for maybe the few times that the Chris Weaver band got together to write as a band. Oh, which but is a lot of that, a lot of that had to do with like we didn't want to, you know, that was like Weaver's idea. We didn't yeah. give a shit. I don't, I don't want to help you write your next right. crappy song. Right. This is just a cover band, dude. Like, right. Yeah. But like, if I if I ever. I can't imagine having a rehear like a, an actual rehearsal like that in Nashville. Everyone on that gig would get fired. Yeah, I never, I never went through that either. The artists would be like, "Yeah, none of you showed up prepared, so I'm going to get actual people that yeah, a whole new understand whole new what a rehearsal is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty crazy. So yeah. what I've been doing is <clears throat> the the group I've set, been sitting in with, I've been introducing just little concepts without sounding too um is the word presumptuous right yeah or, or big-headed yeah arrogant or, yeah arrogant yeah i didn't i because that's the last thing i want to seem like i'm a know-it-all and um because i don't know it all but i do know things and the way I'm wired, I, I just think of things logically and I like things in a logical order right. and they only make sense if they are in that logical order. <laughs> sure. Sure. So seeing as time is a problem, um, then I keep referring to things as, okay, there's four counts or there's two counts. And then that means whenever the next two counts happen, this is where you come in. This is where this happens, you know? And, yeah. And I was telling the drummer, I said, okay, listen, 
through this section, keep moving your left foot. Like, keep the hat moving. Yeah. Because it's obvious that we can't lose that because these other guys have a different sense of where time is. (laughs) Right. Which, dude, that's like such a pet peeve of mine if, like, everyone on a gig should have good time. Mm -hmm. Because if the drummer stops playing... You tell me you can't internalize a pulse. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? Right. Like, at least see, for four counts, time should not fall apart just because the drummer isn't playing time through a section. Right. You know, like, right. Maybe yeah. that's maybe that's the uncool, like, super school musician in me. But it's like, no, man. Like, the 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 three building blocks of music are rhythm, melody, and harmony. And the first one is rhythm. And if you can't learn to play in time, then learning melody and harmony don't freaking matter. Right. <laughs> Do you know right. what I mean? Like, yep. check out all these notes I can sing. Cool. Can you sing it in the context of a song? Well, no, I don't understand what time is. Well, then that melody you sing doesn't matter. Yeah, that's right. It like <clears throat> time can't be like it, it really can't be stressed enough. Like y- you can be pretty limited on as a guitar player or even a piano player. You can be pretty limited on your skill set as far as like your riffing or your notation, like what you are comfortable with shapes or what you can play as far as maybe a couple scales, right? Yeah. But if your time is impeccable, you can stretch that shit. Like, yeah, you can take the same scale that you're routinely playing and manipulate it in time. And it sounds totally different. Yeah. I mean, I know I've said this before. And I'm going to use a term that you hate, but just for the sake of of making my point, like. <clears throat> A really, really good, <laughs> solid rhythm guitar player mm-hmm. to me is way more valuable than like a good lead guitar player. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, guitar player. yeah. Like, I just want someone that can, like, man, if they're playing, if they're playing that kind of thing, yep. but it feels really good and leave space. That's way cooler than someone who can do all the squigglies and bendies. The, Oh yeah, I don't care about any of that. <laughs> because you can do that throughout the entire song, and it's never in the way. Yeah, and it makes it easy for everyone else to play with you. Mm-hmm. It frees them. That's what it yeah. does. It frees you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was this thing I did last night because <clears throat> I was sitting in at a rehearsal slash practice. <laughs> Actually, just practice. And uh, they play um, Born to be Wild. Mm. And um, the other guitar player that usually sets in, like, he's been, he's been, he's been molded into a much worse guitar player because of being with bands like this. And we've talked about this. You set in with poor players long enough, they drag you to their level. Like, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible, to raise them. Like, yeah. It's very, very tough. They have to be cooperative and want to do it. Right. But anyways, like there's a, you know, Born to be Wild, like 
during the verse, you know, he's play he's basically playing a whole chord on electric guitar, which electric guitar, if you play an entire chord on an electric guitar, it's extremely overwhelming. Like <laughs> yeah. the best thing you can do with electric guitar is play like two notes, three notes max at a time. For me, it's mostly like one or two notes occasionally. <laughs> yeah. But Born to Be Wild, you know, it's a, you know, it's kind of a up song and and uh you get your motor run and bang 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 right yeah. and then during the vocal on the highway that part doesn't need any guitar it doesn't need any fucking guitar all it needs is a right little scrapey scrape yeah. that's what i did and they noticed it because there was space yeah and they were like man i really like what you're playing that guitar part I'm like, it's not fucking guitar parts. It's just my pick scraping against my strings. <laughs> right, right. But it but it it left room for the vocal line, the bass guitar set there. You could hear the drums clearly in between the vocal parts, you know, the yeah, snare yeah. hit. And the guitar wasn't in the way. But then when it had that after the vocal bump 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 bump, it made that bigger without right. making it bigger. Right. That's that's the that's approaching something with like a producer's ear as opposed to a whatever, a guitar player's ear or a drummer's ear. Really. Yeah. You're only you're only worried about the thing that you're doing instead of what's how is the overall song being presented? Yeah, right. Right. Which are, we all everyone is guilty of that at some point. You yeah. go you go through that where like you know, I mean part of the reason I love Dave Matthews band so much back in the day is because I really only <laughs> listened to you know, you're hearing the song and you like the songs, but like the drums were the thing that drew me to that band in the first place. Yeah. You know, you go through that phase where like you listen to a bunch of like uh, muso type music where it, the the appeal of the music is like how good the people are playing it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of times if you if you never grow out of that phase – then no matter you approach, no matter what you're playing with that attitude of like, well, what I'm doing is it should be the loudest and it, the busiest oh, and whatever. Yeah, right. It's and me. it's like, no, man, you're not. First of all, anytime you're playing anything that has vocals, the vocals are the most <laughs> important thing. Yeah. And, and whatever you're playing should mold around that and accentuate that and make that yep. draw the listener's ear to that. If it's doing anything to detract from that, then you're doing it wrong. Yep. Yep. It's about melody. Yeah. Yeah. Melody is king. Like, Whenever melody is running, it is, it is the king. If I went out with David and played every song like I was the most important thing, <laughs> I would last one gig. Yeah. You know? Yep. That'd be the end of your David Nail yeah. uh, run. Like it's it's not about me at all, man. Mm-mm. It's not no. about anybody on that stage, but David, right? You know, and the, and the song he's singing at that moment, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I've been doing is I've been introducing like the time thing a little bit, and that's been helpful. They, they and you know, surprisingly, at first, like anyone else, and I didn't expect any different, honestly. Resistant, like, of course, yeah. But now. They're coming around a bit. I think it's not because they think the idea is good. 
I think it's because they're finally like some of it's clicking. Like it's make some of it's starting to make a bit sense. Okay. Because I did something really kind of tough, which is I pushed the number system onto a song mm. because okay. it was way easier to think of it that way than thinking of calling out notes or chords. Chords, like letter chords, yeah. Yeah, because there was a lot of sharps and flats. And it's like B flat, <clears throat> okay, F sharp, now B, you know, yeah. or, or whatever, C sharp, minor. Yeah. And, oh, you got a, and then I'm like B flat minor. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking yeah, of all these yeah. like weird. Yeah. And, and I'm like, uh, it's a two. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which, dude, that, that, it's weird for me to, like, I'm so used to just hearing everybody talk numbers all the time that it's weird mm-hmm. to think about. Like, think the, about o- the only time I ever hear letters called out is if I'm doing a, a jazz gig with Reed and, like, if if corn is playing bass or whoever, but it's usually corn, and he like maybe doesn't know the tune and there isn't, it's not in the real book. Reed will call out the changes, but it's letters because a lot a lot of jazz tunes will they they mod to like go to the oh the, they change the, the B section or whatever. So yeah, like you can't just call out numbers. Yeah, right. But that's really right. the only time. Anytime it's in a popular music setting. Numbers work every time. It's numbers, man. Like, why that isn't just a universal thing? So the get-together before this, I did the number thing. And the bass player was kind of, like, resistant at first because it's a whole new concept. And the dude's older. <clears throat> yeah. But by about halfway through the song, he started just kind of uh, – he stopped resisting. And he kind of was letting it try – and then he kind of saw the the shape on the fingerboard – and he was like, oh, because, you know, you got bass there. Yep. So, you know, one, two, three is yep. just bang, bang, bang. And then four, five, six is bang, bang, bang. Yeah. It's this little quadrant of yeah f- fingerboard area that works the same way all the way up the board. Yeah. So once he kind of saw that on his finger, he's like, oh, then it was like, oh, this is okay. I can, number's okay. Yeah. It's not so scary now. Right. And then yesterday was the payoff. Because guess what happened? Song changed key. Okay. Oh, like, you like the like they had to put it in a different key. You mean? Yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 They had to lower it two tones or two whole steps. Yeah. And um, he's like, "This is that one with the six five four five, and then the two, right?" I'm like, "You got it." He goes, "Okay." And he starts playing. They're like, "No, no, it's in a different key." He's like, "Oh, sh-. I said, listen, hold on." Yeah. Same numbers, different position on the neck. And he's like, and it just, you, like I saw yeah. it unlock. <laughs> yeah. Like he goes, oh my God. Yeah. I don't have to change the numbers. Like it all stays the same. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is why, num- this is not the reason, but this is a massive bonus as to why numbers are a better option. Yeah. Than just the notes. All all that matters is like you just have to know that, like, uh, you just have to know all your keys. That's it on on your instrument because you right. know they might lay different or whatever. But as That's long right. as you know that, <laughs> yep, yeah, you can literally play something in any key. Right, right. You're not like oh, this chord becomes this chord. No, man, it's you just right. you just say well now we're in F. Oh, okay, cool. Right, right. 
until you get into the discrepancies <laughs> of what the root is. Which well, is a, sure. Which yeah. is Sweet Home Alabama. I was just going to say Sweet Home Alabama. Yeah. Yeah, because what, what, what's the deal? Because Ben used to talk about that all the time. And I forget so, which camp he's in, but yeah, I here's where I'm at with it. I believe the song is in the key of D. Okay, so where in, so in it the would be riff, one like, seven four instead of a lot of guys think it's a it's a G, which, which that would be the four in your case. That would be the G would be one, C would be four. And then five. So it starts. Oh, sorry. Five, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five, four, one, five, four, one, five, four, one, five, four, one. But then it, because it hits the F, which would be the seven of G. But it, and and F is not in the key signature of D. It'd be F sharp. I was in the camp of it being in the key of G for a long, long time. But I really kind of think it's in D because that F just because of where the solo lays. But the problem is that you you can get away with the solo in the key of G or in the key of D. And it's obvious sure. that you can because sure. the song is so you don't know what key really to call it exactly. Yeah. Unless you really want to look at that F on the bum, 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 you know, that part. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. What I'm trying to think what I would think it is because of like the ending. Mm-hmm. Like how people end it down on Broadway or whatever. Like, like that's because they end in D. They end in D. Okay, okay. But yeah, yeah. Pull the pull the guitar out. It's that F chord. That's the that's the one thing. Like that's why I always argued. People are like, no, yeah. it's in the key of D. I'm like, listen, you've got an F, but here's the thing: there is no F. There's an F sharp in G. That's the only sharp in G. Right. Like you, there's only one sharp in G, and it's F sharp. So even F would be G. So it's 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 a F. It's an F. Uh, not a. It's not a seven natural. Right. Yeah, so if if it was if it was in Hang on. If it's in Oh, cuz it's it's just playing F not F sharp. It's so not playing it, F sharp. So it'd be like it'd be like G mixolydian, which is a mode correct. where where the you, it's just a major scale except your your 7th is flatted. Yeah. Yeah. Go to. Yeah, that's how that's how people end it. Yeah, that's how people end it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's F C D, which could be seven flat four five. Yeah. Or uh what would that be? That would be It would be two sharp or three flat, three flat, seven, one. <laughs> right. So F sharp is in the key of D minor, which is F, because there is no key of D minor. It's just F. 
Right. But it's clearly D major, the song. I mean, if you really wanted to get stupid about it, you could say the song's an F. Okay. Because F is one, G is two, but it's not major, it's a minor. Not right. necessarily has to be, but. And then C would be a five, and D would be the six. Right. And you could solo F major scale over that That's song. That's interesting. That's all an F. That's all F. <laughs> right, right. So that's where I'm going with it. If anybody ever asks me, I'm going to say the song's an F. <laughs> For fuck you! Oh, <laughs> uh, well, dude, I want to I want to talk about so that whole that whole background thing is why you're why you started doing this project. Oh yes, yeah. Which yes, I want right. you to talk about, but you can edit this part out. I gotta pee like a madman, so I'm gonna go pee and then come back. You're gonna you, you want me to just talk through it, or you want yeah, me to wait on you? You can talk if you want. I'll be back. Take, okay. take two, 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the while he's gone, uh, the entire concept of this thing was that you know I could do one man band type thing, and use the technology that I've used in the past with um, backing tracks and um, uh, production uh, stuff like uh, video content uh, on some screens along with being able to um, run lighting or any other types of effects. Not that I want to go overboard with a bunch of lighting because I have no desire, but some simple things like just washes and changing the colors to, you know, better suit maybe video backgrounds and stuff like that. <clears throat> and then control those lights in di- different sections of the song. And then adding like blackouts and things like that. And I have another really neat idea that uh, Matt and I are going are gonna to try to do, try to pull off. Which is a phone call from Matt, uh, like a video call where he gets to sit in and play a song with me live while I play, but can't really do that because of the lag through internet and all this and that, just because of that. So it would be impossible to do um, unless we had some type of direct connection. And at that point, you might as well come, he might as well come and play live. But um, he would have, uh, we, we would pre-record we would pre-record the the phone call, the quote-unquote video phone call. We would we would pre-record that. Matt would then play. We would have a conversation, and it would be, um, you know, it would be scripted to a degree. You know, our, our conversation back and forth, um, and uh, then we then we'd play a song together uh, in the live situation. But the, the the key to the whole thing is that the backing tracks aren't just backing tracks. They're, they're me or they're, they're Matt and Matt and I, uh, doing all of the production, right? Well, all I mean, it's, it's, I'm just playing drums, honestly, drums and perk you're doing. Ah, uh, you got some background heavy, vocals in there. Oh, that's true. I do. <laughs> but you're yeah, doing you do. most of the heavy lifting. But we, we do, uh, we do a, uh, 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 we do all the production, 
Um, and that way, you know, if I go out and, and present this, um, it's, you know, it's all genuine tracked stuff that I would be able to play and do uh, regardless if there are people on stage or not. That's the idea. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you're not um, just like purchasing some canned karaoke tracks. Oh yeah, right, right, yeah. exactly. Like you're you're so, doing it all yourself. You're doing your own arrangements in some cases yep. of of tunes. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> and, and 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 then what I can do is manipulate sections um, where things are removed from the mix while I play something or things put into the mix while I, while I change to something else. And it can be choreographed in that way where that allows me to move and manipulate different either instruments or instrument types. Um, Like if there's a song that has a cool bass line or something in it, then I could do the bass line and have the guitars tracked and then have the, baseline then overtaken by tracking while I take the bass off and put guitar on to do a solo section. Right. Um, and all this can be timed out and then ran through. Um, I decided that I want to go and use studio one's, um, show page, I think it's called. Um, and that basically plays back all the tracking and has all the stuff where I can build the presets and they're called patches and also trigger any of the screen material or content that would be on the screen uh, during that time, which I, so far, I have not wanted to go super overboard. Uh, just want to pick out some, you know, do some cool graphics because I can design the graphics and motion graphics and stuff and just things that, like, move, that have a different color. Yeah. That way, if I do wind up getting, my idea was, like, get, like, um, well, you know, the bar lights, the thin, skinny. Yeah, yeah. LED. Just get a couple of those to do washes and then be able to wash color similar or contrast yeah. to what's on the screen. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then and then it can, you know, cut the lights, black them out during different things and you know, all that stuff. Um but I think the video <laughs> call thing. Yeah, we gotta do that. We gotta be, do that. I think it will be so much fun. I think yeah, it would man. be so entertaining. Yeah. But we've cut <laughs> Oh my god! How many songs have we cut, dude? I can look. Well, no, I can't. Uh, I can. Give me a second. I mean, that list has got to be close to thirty songs by now. It's a lot. There's a lot of songs. Uh, <clears throat> there are currently, uh, yeah, thirty. Thirty. Oh wow! Well, there you go. It says thirty-three, but I know there's three in here that I, I'm not sure. You know. Sure, sure. But like, just to give a taste of what songs we've got, "Against the Wind." Ain't no mountain high enough. Wait, I just want to say your version of Against the Wind is like bonkers. It's so good. I think what we should do is we should play maybe parts and pieces of some of this stuff on some future episodes. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. And maybe talk about like. Yeah. Because there were some Toto songs. Oh, dude. I mean. That are great. They're crazy. You know, the only the only I said in a text earlier today that like the one we just did was maybe the hardest song I've done for you so far, but I forgot we did hold the line and hold the line was hold pretty hard. Was, hold yeah. the line was pretty hard. And so was that Michael McDonald song. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I keep forgetting. I keep forgetting, which I yep. forgot, which of course all three of those are Jeff Picaro. So, <laughs> Oh shit. I didn't realize that. Yeah. That's him on that song, dude. I didn't know he was on that song. Yeah, man. Wow. Wow. But, well, that makes sense. But this last one, 
Never Enough by Toto. Bro. Holy man, cow, man, that dude. should be the first one we play. You know, I told I told Lonnie that you were doing that song as part of this project. Yeah. And he loves that record. Uh, but he started laughing. He's like, that's so funny because, like, you know, people know some Toto songs, but that's not one that he's like, the only people that are going to know it are like the one other musician at the bar or something when you're playing it. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, yeah, that's not really the point. Like, I think we, Ryan just wanted to do it because he likes that song. And I was looking at it as like a fun challenge. It's, Yes, it, it and it is a challenge, bro. Um, what's what's interesting about that song is I remember hearing that song like in other like just overhearing it some. You know how you yeah. hear songs yeah. in the background somewhere, and it's like, oh yeah, I've heard that song. Yeah, I've heard that song. Like I didn't sure. realize it was Toto. I thought yeah. it was a completely different band. Um, but what a great song! Holy Dude. cow! We the got whole, Ramblin' the, Man. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, two tickets to Paradise, uh, obviously, and then <clears throat> Wicked Game, which turned out that really turned nice. Out really good, dude. Sign um, Seal Delivered sounds really good. Sign Seal Delivered turned out really good. Running on empty, running on empty really was fantastic. Yeah, dude. Uh, that one I'm really happy. Oh, and China Grove sounds China Grove real good. Sounds really good. Uh, Love and Happiness. Oh sounds yeah, really nice. Um. All right, now we're working on that one. Yeah. That one's sounding pretty good. Yeah. Oh, it feels uh, like the first time. Feels like the first time. That one's that one's really nice too. Uh, Sharp dressed man was fun. Oh yeah, dude. God, there's so many songs I forgot we did. Yeah. Uh, we got turn the page on there. Yeah. Um. Did you say else? yeah? Did you say uh, return of the innocence? I didn't say that the end of the no end of the end of the innocence uh, yeah didn't nope didn't mention that one that one's on there that one turned out really good yeah. uh, another one um, shoot I I can see clearly now oh yeah which I, I forgot we did that now the rain is gone that one sounds that, really good too that song was fun and we didn't cut it like the original uh, yeah it's much more upbeat yeah um. There's a there's there's so many more. We're working on reeling in the years. Yes, uh, but that song is just trippy. That's, that song's real hard. It is hard, and that's the thing I think we've both kind of like taken away from doing this is like never enough. Hold the line. Um, uh, I keep forgetting. <clears throat> it's funny those are all Jeff, but yeah, yeah. Um, but also the the parts in them. Um, they, 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 they've cut these songs and they've made them sound so easy. Um, but they are so, e- e- they're so easy to screw up. Like, yeah, it's, v- they're very difficult to play these simple parts, uh, the way they've played them because it, of the way they pocket the thing, the stuff. They just sound so effortless when they play them. And it, then you, when you go to play it, you're like, this is anything but effortless. Oh my gosh. It's it's really it's really something. I mean, it's one thing to sit down and like play to to a record and it's another thing to sit down and study what they were doing and try to then get in the head of that yeah person and interpret like understand why they did it. Totally. Because well, we've had conversation, you and I, about this Earth, Wind, and Fire thing. Did <laughs> oh, you yeah, listen yeah. to that? Well, you played it for me over the phone that one. Yeah, day. that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. 
But like September, it's still like it's a Sweet Home Alabama controversy. It's whether or not he intended to play it that way or it was an accident. Um, not that anything that we've cut with Toto has been accidental, right? At, right. At all, but there has definitely been like one of them is "Ain't Too Proud to Beg." The bass line in that song was nothing what I thought it was when I really started listening to it. Yeah. And yeah. the same thing with the Never Enough with you. You Dude. thought that the the kick pattern kept going through, and I did too, until yeah. you said it didn't. And what he actually was doing was this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's Man, funny how- I, I hope I like my ears were pretty fatigued last night when I when I listened. So I hope that I wasn't just making that up. But no, it's exactly what's happening. Okay. Yeah, but it's funny how. I mean, it's hard enough even if you make that adjustment. <sighs> it is. <laughs> oh gosh, man! But it's funny how. Um, it's funny how quick we are, as musicians, to assume. Yeah, or it's to assume, or just there's that whole thing of like you you hear something and you listen to it and you're like, oh, that's just this, and so mm-hmm. then you go, oh, well, that's not that hard. But then when you sit down and play it, it's like, well, maybe it's not that hard to play for four bars, but can you play it for two minutes? <laughs> oh yeah, you know, like oh my god, and like play it consistently. With the yeah. same clarity and power <laughs> and control for two minutes. Yeah. I think when it comes to those guys, like Toto was a great band for that thing. Or like any Steely Dan thing where some oh. people go, some people will accuse those bands of like, oh, they're kind of sterile or they're like, everything is too clean. Uh-huh. Like Toto got criticized all the time by like rock and roll writers for being like a studio band. And and Lukather's book, he's like, we did, never thought that was a bad thing. Like we hated that that was used as like a negative term because yeah. like we worked really hard. Yeah. To to make everything as precise as possible. We weren't right. trying to be some sloppy punk rock band. Right. But right. like bands like that when you you really sit down to like play trying to think of like a like kid charlemagne by steely dan like i i can sing you that groove and i can go play it but to play it the way bernard purdy played it for the whole song with like just his internal dynamic control and everything it that's like something you got to sit down and work at Mm -hmm. you know there's that whole like recognition of i know what that is i can play that but it's like but can you can you really play it like if you had to if you had to go play with Toto yeah. right now are they going to turn around and be like yeah man or are they going to be like what what are you doing what are you doing you know like yeah so yeah. saying all that i i hope that we you know what what we've done actually lives up to that oh and all the songs we've done like i i i feel like the majority of everything we've done feels really good and I feel like it, for sure, the 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 majority of it, right, honors the original song. Um, but I, I, I also hear like there's these things where we introduce a little bit of our, ourselves in it. I was just gonna say, like in most of the stuff we've done, 
you have told me even like, well, don't worry about like trying to copy exactly what so-and-so, yeah, like what the drums do. Uh, and for the most part, like I've tried to capture the essence, but yeah, like I'm going to play fills that like I would play or whatever, as long as it yep. feels good, it fits the song. Right. There have only been... China Grove was one of them where, like, I like the original drum track so much that, like, there were certain fills that I wanted to play. Yeah. But on those three Jeff Beccaro songs, the two Toto songs and then the one Mug McDonald song, the two Toto songs especially, it it almost feels like if I do anything less than what he did, it's wrong. And it, <sighs> I have this, I almost have this mental hangup of, like, if I don't play it exactly like he played it, it's I'm I'm not doing that from a place of making a musical choice. I'm doing that from a place of because I can't physically play what he played or I can't make it feel the way he did. And I didn't I didn't want that to be the reason I didn't play it, which is why like last night I worked so hard. Right. And I still don't think I got anywhere close, but it's like I didn't want to just be like, well, I'm going to play this because I'm making the choice. Oh, it's really the, good, though. In those instances, it's the choice was made for me if I wasn't going to play what he played. And it was just because I couldn't, do you know what I mean? I know. I know. Like the guitar part at the end of that song, those guys like played the perfect thing. So how do you not play what they played? That's right. They were, they were always about making the right musical choice. So to play anything (sighs) different just seems like shabby. It seems blasphemous almost Yeah, like, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The end of that song, never enough. Um, The guitar part, uh, simple enough, but it's, it's so fast. And so like bang, 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 bang. There's no, there's no like um, muddling of notes with one another. Yeah. And it's so, it's just, and even the over and over (laughs) and over. Even the bass part. When it's locked with the kick, dude, 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 yes, dude, dude. I mean, they might as well. The kick drum might as well just be triggering a bass sample. But dude. you know, that's I don't know if you know this, but that's Mike Picaro on bass. That's Jeff's brother. Oh, and I, Steve Picaro was the you know like the famous synth solo in Rosanna. Uh huh. That's him. That's it wow. was his, it was those three, and then Steve Lukather and oh David my Page. God. The original bass player was David Hungate. But he, okay. I forget which record he left on, and then Mike came in. So my point was going to be, like, maybe one of the reasons they are so tight, like, bass and drums are so tight on that record, is that they had a natural brother thing going on. But, yeah, I mean, that's a... That's, that's a, crazy. I had no idea. it that, that, that part is... You got the latest version of that. Yeah, right? I haven't... I pulled it down, but I haven't loaded it up yet because I'm recording obviously in Studio One at the moment but. correct right uh, I can't wow, wait to listen man. to it with that being said did you know did you know that Canada is south of Detroit <laughs> <laughs> yes I actually I actually did know that there is a part of Canada that is D- okay below did Detroit. you also know that 90 percent of Canada, of the population of Canada, live right below um, the line right there. I'm not reading this from anything. I just, this is something I learned. <clears throat> but below the top of the, you know, if you take the top line where Montana 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you draw that straight across, right? Sure. Ninety percent. Canada dips down. Yeah. Yes, ninety percent of ninety percent of the population live below that line. Wow, in Canada. That's, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like Toronto. Was it Toronto? Ontario. Is that where Montreal is too? Yes. Yeah. Because then, like right, on the, on the right other there. on the other end, out above Washington yeah. and yes. Oregon, you've got Vancouver. But yes, but wow. it's still just a little. Sure. A little that's crazy. Bit, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, ninety percent. Like, uh, if you look at the map and you see all the rest of those provinces, provinces of yeah. Canada, whatever they call them, yeah, um, hardly anybody lives up there. <laughs> That's a good share. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Okay. How about okay. This one? All right. How about this one? Did you know bats are the only mammal that can actually fly? Wait, I, I bats are bats aren't a mammal, are they? That's what it says. They're a mammal. That's a good share. I didn't know that. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening or watching the Good Share Podcast. Hey, Ice, tell them what they can do. Well, if you're enjoying the show, please take a minute and like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And don't forget to ring that bell so you never miss an episode. That's right. And if you want to know more, go to thegoodsharepodcast.com. Say hi, Tim. Hi, Tim! Hi, Tim!